Last lecture, we talk about generalizations as a way to discover new results in mathematics. Here, we are presenting a few more. The sum 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus up to n could be seen as 1 to the power 1 plus 2 to the power of 1 plus 3 to the power 1 plus n to the power 1. And that immediately suggests the sum 1 square plus 2 square plus 3 square plus up to n square. And from there to 1 to the power k plus 2 to the power k plus 3 to the power k plus n to the power k for any k natural. That also may lead us to 1 to the power minus 1, 2 to the power minus 1, 3 to the power minus 1 plus n to the power minus 1 which is equivalent to 1 plus 1 half plus 1 third plus 1 over n. We can create new mathematics when we create generalizations of existing results or new ways to approach the solution of all problems. These generalized results give us new understandings into a particular topic. As you can see, there are many ways to generate new questions, similar in principle to our original question, but each one of them sufficiently different to be considered a new question. There is something that is common to all of them, and that is that in all we have seen so far, we have been adding multiple terms of a progression of some sort. Since this addition of multiple elements happens often in mathematics, it is convenient to introduce a notation created by the French mathematician Joseph Fourier. Using Fourier's idea, we will use the uppercase sigma letter from the Greek alphabet to denote summation. So, we write sigma from k equal to 1 to n of a sub k is equal to a sub 1 plus a sub 2 plus a sub 3 up to a sub n. The numbers on the top and bottom define, as in this case, that k goes from 1 to n. How would you represent the sum 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus up to n with the summation symbol sigma from k equal to 1 to n of k? And how about 1 square plus 2 square plus 3 square plus up to n square summation from k equal to 1 until n of k square? What if it is 3 to the cube plus 4 to the cube plus 5 to the cube plus up to n minus 3 to the cube. Summation from k equal 3 up to n minus 3 of k to the cube. There are some very immediate properties of summations, and we will not demonstrate them, but if you feel the urge to put them on proper ground, you may, or you may find the proof in some book. First one is sigma on k of a sub k plus b sub k equal to sigma of a sub k plus sigma of b sub k. This one allows us to divide a summation into two summations and vice versa. The next one is sigma of c times a sub k over k is equal to c times sigma of a sub k. This means we can factor any terms that does not involve the summation index k. Let us try now and find the sum sigma from k equal 1 
until n of k squared. We are tempted to use the formula we found before, that is t sub n equal n times n plus 1 over 2, which is equal to n squared plus n over 2, and to add the terms from 1 to n. Using the sigma notation, one can write sigma from k equal 1 to n of t sub k is equal to 1 over 2 sigma from k equal 1 to n of k times k plus 1, and this is equal to 1 over 2 sigma from k equal to 1 through n of k squared plus k, and this is equal to 1 half of sigma from k equal to 1 through n of k squared plus sigma from k equal to 1 through n of k. Thinking of these relations between summations from a geometric viewpoint, one is immediately taken into three-dimensional space, and if one places balls forming a tetrahedron with t sub n on the base and then t sub n minus 1 on the top until we get to the apex with just one. These numbers are called tetrahedral numbers. In similar fashion, one could see also a stack of balls in a pyramidal shape with a square base n square and m minus 1 square balls on the top and so on until we get to the apex again with just one ball. These numbers are called pyramidal numbers. Let us denote the n tetrahedral number by tetra n equal sigma from k equal to 1 until n of t sub k and the n pyramidal number by pyramidal n equal sigma from k equal to 1 until n of k square. Then we can translate our prior relation to 2 times tetra of n equal to the triangular number t sub n plus the pyramidal number n. That is a very nice relation that links triangular, tetrahedral, and pyramidal numbers. We set out to find pyramidal n, and now we have in hand a relation that involves the tetrahedral numbers. So let us find a formula for them now. After computing a few tetrahedral numbers, 1, 4, 10, 20, one is led to suspect that the following relation is true. 3 times tetrahedral n equal n plus 2 times t sub n, a triangular number. Also, there is a website at www.research.att.com njas sequences where one is able to place a few elements of a sequence and one gets what known sequences contain those elements. The more elements one puts, the more tuned the answer will be. So we are conjecturing that this relation is true. There is a very beautiful geometric demonstration of this in the book, The Book of Numbers, by Conway and Guy, but I will not reproduce that here. Instead, I will show that this relation is true, thinking three-dimensionally. It is immediate to see this geometrically as three tetrahedra, and the n plus 2 times t sub n as a prism with triangular base. We have seen the prior relation relating two tetrahedra to a triangular and a pyramidal, so it's natural to think on applying, on applying that here. So from the three tetrahedral, one is led to one tetrahedral plus one triangular, 
plus one pyramidal. And can you see now three dimensionally how to get from there to the prism n plus two times t sub n? It's easier to visualize this if you think of these figures as continuous figures as three tetrahedra, a pyramid, and a wedge layer, and see that we are able to deform these figures to an equivalent shape similar to the Cavalieri principle for volumes of figures. But in this case, the formations that keep the numbers of balls by layers the same, in the sense that they still bear the same discrete numbers. This is a three-dimensional analogous to Gauss solution. We have in fact conveniently rearranged another numbers, this time with the help of a three-dimensional space visualization to get a sum where all the numbers are equal to, in this case, t sub n. Therefore, 3 times a tetrahedral n equal n plus 2 times t sub n. And then we can place that value in the other relation to get pyramidal n equal t sub n times 2n plus 1 over 3.